Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, we know you love to listen to this in the car. We're talking about the Shoot Brothers podcast, the only wrestling podcast hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Osborne. Beep, 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 yeah! <laughs> We're here. Hot off the heels of revolution mm-hmm. and roadblock and, uh, you know, continuing on this highway on the road to WrestleMania and everything else in between. Another great week. Another big week in professional wrestling, Mike. We are nigh, at this point, uh, less than a month away from the show of shows. The, the, the two-day extravaganza, of course, you know, some of those matches are shaping up nicely, but still a lot of room to go. Yeah, you know, we still got to figure out uh, which happens on which night and, yeah, fill out the rest of the card and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, but, like, you kicked off the show with it. Let's just get right into it because uh, we got a pay-per-view this weekend. Let's get to uh, Revolution. Let's get to AEW Revolution. <laughs> Review. Right? You know, we don't, AEW doesn't have that mania model. We don't get to build to the show of shows, uh, which, you know, you you, you kind of feel it. I'm feeling a lot this WrestleMania season. It's been hot coming. We're, you know, we're going to Hollywood, and I've, I've felt the build. It's getting me excited. Uh, you know, AEW doesn't quite have that yet. We build to pay-per-views, but not build to a larger experience. Yeah, and, you know, there's always quite a gap between every pay-per-view so sometimes some things drag a little bit but when Mm -hmm. it comes to the actual show the wrestling is always fantastic and we got a lot of that on this pay-per-view with actually uh, a pre-show that i actually watched for once for it was streaming live on their youtube you know what it is it's this and the reason why i don't watch the set uh, the pre-show often is because like i'm not I'm kind of rushing to get it plugged in by then, you know, and you got to plug in the laptop and search for the link and all those, those sorts of things. But the the YouTube, it was right there on the TV. Hell yeah, I can do this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we got all a bunch of backstage. Renee uh, Renee is running around like a mad woman, uh, front stage, backstage. Um, but a trios match, the varsity athletes and uh, Ari Davari taking on the Lucha Bros and Mark Briscoe. All coming out, of yeah. course. Uh, Mark Sterling in tow. <laughs> yeah, all those uh, shenanigans he gets involved with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's only one match on the pre-show. Normally they had like two or three, so it's kind of spent the rest of the time hyping up the card. But uh, yeah, the match itself, pretty typical six-man. Uh, Babyface has got the win, so everyone's happy. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, everybody, you know, and this was uh, this is the Chase Center that we're here. We're here in San Francisco, home of the Golden State Warriors, the the dynasty, which is, um, <laughs> you know, this is the first time that they've received a uh, a pay per view. Yeah, they, which they means a lot. Pretty... Which means a lot to the crowd. You know, I bet the size of it. Uh, I think at one point in the show, we do hear that we're going back to Vegas for uh, double or nothing. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It goes with the theme, but it's kind of eventually for... there will be a fatigue. I think Chicago in particular, especially being punk country, we can just stay out of there for now. Uh, yeah. Let's start seeing these other. Let's start getting up these other markets. You know, I mean, we're That's in, Win- I mean, we're in when... Winnipeg next week, which is going to be a banger of a show. Yeah, 
But yeah, when you only have four, five pay-per-views a year and two of them are locked down and then, you know, we're still waiting for that Toronto pay-per-view to come around. And, yeah, uh, I wonder, you know, maybe a fifth pay-per-view could be on the horizon. Who knows? Maybe uh, given this, give, if the uh, if AEW All Access is successful, this could launch a, you know, a whole new income stream. Yeah, well, I think Forbidden Door will be back again this year, so they've got their fifth, even though it's kind of a different card. But Oh, yeah, I, if that came back, that'd be a lot of fun, or if they worked out, I'm sure some kind of... New, it's like a New Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW, fight for it all kind of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Almost idea. like a Survivor Series type of thing, but between promotions. Uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Either way, I'm sure we'll have that Forbidden Door 2 this year or whatever they want to call it. Ele- Forbidden Door 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, right. the, let's, so let's get into the card. Uh, like we said, live from the Chase Center here in San Francisco. First match, we got Chris Jericho. Taking on Ricky Starks, the Appreciation Society is banned from ringside. So, um, you know, no sneakiness could hap- can happen. Yeah, keep things honest. Uh, Ricky coming out with his ribs all taped up, so easy target for Jericho there. And, uh, yeah, at one point, Ricky goes for a spear. Jericho counters with a code breaker, but Ricky kicks out of that. And then a bit later, uh, Ricky hits the spear, but... Jericho kicks out. So getting later on in the match, uh, Ricky gets Jericho in a submission, but then Sammy Guevara comes running out. But Action Andretti tackles him to the floor. And during all this commotion, Aubrey Edwards is distracted. So Jericho grabs the baseball bat, nails Ricky, goes for the Judas effect. But Ricky just sticks up his arm, blocks the Judas effect. I think this. I think this was. Was this the first? I don't think we've seen this before yet. Did this yes. this felt like a big deal to me? I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I think so too. And the crowd popped. It was a cool moment. Blocked the move, uh, and then right after he picks up Jericho, hits the Rochambeau, gets the big win. So nicely done for Ricky Starks, and hopefully now he can move on to bigger, better things. See, when most people duck out on that fucking, uh, on that juice effect, that's what they do. They duck out of it, you know, and then they'll go off the ropes and then some kind of, some kind of maneuver from there. But the actual just fucking block, I loved that. And, uh, as to Ricky Starks on the up and up, he has to be at this point, um, you know, maybe move away from the JAS. And, uh, one thing I love, and this is something I've never considered, as it pertains to the best finishing maneuver uh, shooty, which, of course, you know, there's dozens in contention. It's oh, about yeah. so many cat, so many categories, how you execute it, um, you know, the way you make it look, the way opponents are able to make it look. But something I've just thought about, uh, or when I was watching this pay-per-view, how the commentary team says it. Excalibur hits that <laughs> Rochambeau. It's a great word to say. Uh, yeah. I've never thought about name of finisher being such an important thing, but the Rochambeau, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to hear it said. It's a lot of fun <laughs> to see it done. Uh, it's really opened the world for it. I think new, you know, it's coming up. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I can agree. I can get you an extra point. In the scoring. It's all uh, about the scoring. You know, and a three-syllable thing. Da, ba, ba. <laughs> yeah. Styles clash. <laughs> you know, much better than the eat defeat. I hate that name. What's the eat defeat? I 
that's uh, Mia Yim's finisher. Oh, geez. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. So, so you don't <laughs> hear it that often anyway. Because if you don't, because you don't put the right, like the exact right inflection, it's like it sounds like you're saying "eat the feet." Well, I think that's the point of it. It's supposed to be like a double entendre because she uses a oh, foot okay. to the face. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Good point. Over my head. Uh, I'm not smart enough for that. But let's get to our next match of the night here. Uh, what about um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry taking on Christian Cage? Um, the commentary team so conflicted on what to call Jungle Boy Jack Perry. So they want <laughs> yeah. to call him Jungle Boy. They want to call him Jack. They want to call him Jack Perry. They want to call him. I think Shivani called him Perry just at one point. I heard Jungle Jack. A couple Jungle times. Jack. That's I, <laughs> so the commentary team really needs to figure out what uh, <laughs> what we're calling this guy. Uh, but this is a this is a casket, a final burial match, essentially a casket match, right? Kristen Cage <clears throat> coming out in. No sleeves turtleneck. <laughs> a bold look. Um, yeah. I he he's committed to the bit, and he's committed to the look. <laughs> it was uh, it it was it was something to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, a heel like that, he can pull it off. Uh, but yeah, final burial. They called it pretty much a casket match. I mean, we've seen the Darby Allen coffin match before but this one was slightly different instead of having it beside the ring they still had like the buried alive setup where there was a bunch of dirt uh, and up by the up by the entrance ramp yeah much like the traditional buried alive match but i mean the rules are you still only have to put your opponent in the coffin you don't have to shovel dirt on them and bury them <laughs> that, that's the just uh, yeah that's just feels good <laughs> so anyways uh yeah of course anything goes they can do whatever they want they're fighting in the crowd uh at one point jungle boy grabs a fan's beer pours it on christian which wouldn't be the last time we see uh a fan's drink involved in the show. But you know, I, I, you know, even though I'd be sitting there at the fucking at the venue having just paid twenty two dollars for a beer, uh, <laughs> knowing that like if it was used to be poured on the heel in a match, I would that would be so worth it for me per personally. Yeah, just personally, exactly. if You're... I if that beer was stolen from me, I would have been honored. Exactly, that's to, worth it. It's like a free meet and greet with Jungle Boy. You're right there in front you, you, of him. You, you become a part of professional wrestling history. There you go. Part of the match. <laughs> You're part of the match. Uh, yeah, so they brawl their way back to the ring. Uh, Jungle Boy slams Christian into the steel steps head first, cuts him open a little bit. And then Christian takes off Jungle Boy's belt, starts whipping the shit out of him. And then eventually they fight their way up to the top of the stage. Uh, Christian chokes Jungle Boy with the belt and then he opens the casket which he had stashed some chairs inside conveniently uh, but then Jungle Boy tosses Christian off the stage hits a big flip onto him on the floor so Jack Perry he's in control now Christian kicks him in the nuts slams his head into the coffin and then puts Jungle Boy inside goes to close the lid but Jungle Boy gets his arms up uh, fights back so Christian throws some dirt in his eyes and then he hits the kill switch on the ground sets him up for the concerto but Jungle Boy rolls out the way gets Christian in the snare trap using the shovel chokes him out and then he puts Christian uh, his head under the chair for the concerto and just smashes the chair hard 
hard. Very. And I, was, I think yeah. especially on that ramp, too, it's going to, you know, it's going to hit sound a little better, hit a little better. Yeah, and I mean, the margin for error on that spot is very small. small. Like, looked looked you legit. You think you practiced that one? Probably. Like, <laughs> put a... Put a watermelon down and practice hitting it without. <laughs> okay, if if you can save the watermelon, you can save Christian Cage. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, the big concerto. Christian's dead. He puts him in the casket, closes the lid, and then the coffin just like drops down three feet under the stage, and smoke puffs out. Yeah, <laughs> that was a fun. That was a fun conclusion. The hydraulic. Uh... door or whatever that was a lot of fun uh to see you know i think the christian cage thing was pushed back after his injury right so i think just the the conclusion of it all great to see and uh jack perry need yeah i think just figure out what 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 are we calling you bud i think that's it (coughs) yeah i think they're smoothly transitioning away from the jungle boy thing or yeah very slowly and we're kind of you know two for two uh you know the first two matches of the night here both ricky starks and jack perry going over on the the older heel uh yep. you know real 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 four pillars wait is jack per- is jungle boy a, a a pillar jungle boy is ricky isn't yeah ricky's not but yeah. I mean, you can easily switch these. I mean, in a, in a, there's there can be more than four pillars. Have you ever seen the Pantheon? Yeah. It's just loaded with pillars. <laughs> it's like the four horsewomen. They had different members come in and out. So, Good point. Uh, what about our third match of the night here? We're, we, we got some trios action here. The Elite defending against House of Black. House of Black, both House of Black and the Elite, their entrances are the complete opposite. Like, they could not be more opposite. <laughs> One flashy and colorful and bright and loud, and the other so much difference. You know, the, 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 it's dark. It's smoky. Uh, and they're, they're, the presentation, their entrance, is just fucking awesome. Best en- I, House of Black is shooting up best entrance right now. Yeah, I think I gave them my best entrance last year. <laughs> at the shooties but uh yeah they've all got their face paint on everything's matching uh big match here as you expect from these trios just fast pace high flying uh kenny omega malachi black get a big pop when they square off that's that's something that'd be interesting <clears throat> yeah there's a that's a lot of uh that'd be a lot of fun and it, and it yeah. ends up and these guys square off for uh for a good chunk of this match yeah and then Brody King, he was pretty awesome as well. You yeah, know. Nick Jackson's like calling him in, like I want you, I want you. And then, <laughs> so that that was a lot of fun. Or it might have been Matt Jackson, yeah. I'm not sure. One of them. And then after, like, oh fuck, he's like, what oh, have sh- I got myself? Oh, in shit, what am I doing? Uh, yeah, that was some good stuff. Yeah, because I mean, Brody, the man of his size, he can he he flips with the best of them in here. And yeah, might have even been my MVP of the match, Brody King, when it's all said and done. But. Uh, yeah, Matt Jackson goes on a roll, bunch of super kicks. Uh, Kenny gets in there. He goes to bounce off the ropes, but then Julia Hart jumps up to block him. And then Malachi stands in front of Julia. Kenny goes for a V-trigger on Black, but he moves out of the way. And Hart gets nailed, falls to the floor. Massive shot to the face, (laughs) Julia Hart. Yeah, took it like a champ. Like a fucking Uh, champ. 
But then Kenny turns around right into the big spinning heel kick from Black. Makes the cover, but Nick Jackson breaks up the pin. So House of Black take him out. And then they hit Kenny with Dante's Inferno. But now Matt Jackson is the one to break up the pin. And at this point, the crowd's just going wild. Uh, Brody hits a massive suicide dive, taking out both Bucks on the floor. But uh, they recover. They get back in the ring, go on a big super kick party. They hit Malachi with the BTE trigger, make the pin, but Buddy breaks it up. So just craziness going on here. Uh, the Bucks go for the Meltzer driver, but Buddy, yeah, they try to do the Meltzer driver, but then midair, Buddy Murphy jumps up, huge knee to Nick as he's like mid-flip. He, <laughs> Buddy Murphy, which, who I imagine is still like six feet tall, but he doesn't appear as tall as a lot of these other guys. He can fucking get up there. Yeah. Huge. Like from a standstill almost. Yeah. He, <laughs> insane vertical leap on this kid. Yeah. So that takes out Nick and then House of Black. They hit Dante's Inferno on Matt. Get the one, two, three. House of Black, new trios champion. And the crowd went wild. They were loving this whole match. Uh, it, it, it's funny, Matt. Anyone could have won, and I think anyone would have been stoked, right? Well, it was such a such a fun ending <laughs> sequence. Getting to see Kenny Omega and Aleister Black in the ring. I think uh, when Bud, when Buddy and <clears throat> excuse me when Buddy Matthews and Omega was in there, that got a little you know increased crowd action. Yeah, no, this was a yeah six of the best, excellent match, six of the excellent. best in the fucking business, doing it right here. Yeah, love it, great match, awesome. What about this this uh, this women's championship? Jamie Hayter's defending against Ruby Soho and Soraya. Not Soraya. Remember that, Jim Ross. <laughs> uh, yeah, triple threat, women's title. Jamie Hayter, of course, continues to just be super over with the crowd. And Soraya, the big heel of the match. And once again, Ruby just kind of stuck in the middle. And uh, Yeah, so anyways, they're all taking turns. Momentum shifting back and forth. Hayter hits Soraya with a rock bottom on the apron. Then at one point, Soraya's just getting double teamed, and then she just yells, stop! And then everyone stops, and then she goes, ah! Just covers herself, and they wail away on her. Funny little moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Hater, she's in control, but then Tony Storm jumps on the apron to distract, which allows Soraya to hit Hater with that crazy DDT she does, like the fisherman's, mm -hmm. I don't know, spikes Hater down hard. Goes for the pin, but now Britt Baker jumps up to distract the ref. So Soraya goes at her, uh, but then Ruby hits Soraya with Destination Unknown. But Hater breaks up the pin, so uh, yeah, Hater and Ruby just have a back and forth sequence, uh, pinning reversals one after the other. Hater traps Ruby's arms, pins her down, gets the three. So Jamie Hater retains the title in a pretty good match. It was a pretty good match. It felt a little quick uh, compared to the uh, the three that prior that we had just seen. You know, felt a little rushed or whatever, but uh, yeah. Uh, see, and I would like to say, destination unknown looks great. Terrible to say, way too many syllables. It's like <laughs> two words. It's you know not nor. There's a lot of plosive sounds. Uh, imagine the destination unknown with the. Uh, it was if it was just called the unknown. Immediately yeah. better. 
immediately better. See, these are all things that wrestlers need to be considering when it comes to the, <laughs> the shooties mean something. Yeah, fair point. Uh, right after the match, Tony Storm, Soraya jump in to beat down Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. But then Ruby jumps in to make the save, tosses Soraya and Tony to the floor. So it looks like she's picked her side. Hater raises Ruby's hand, but then Ruby hits her with the no future kick and then hits Baker with Destination Unknown. Uh, Tony and Soraya grab the spray cans, hand one to Ruby as she paints the L on Baker and Hater. So Ruby is Soho has officially joined the heel side. Do we think this is leading to women's tags? Um, I mean, if they're going to bring another belt, that would be the next one to bring. I mean, you know, and I, I personally, Mike, you know, I've said it for like a month now, maybe. You know, there's a lot at the top. There's a lot of this at the top. Uh, you know, a lot of players, a lot of heavy hitters, um, and they're all sort of going at once. Maybe it's time yeah. to slow some people down. Yeah, no, I'd be fine with a woman's tag because, I mean... It feels like there's only one woman's belt because the TBS title never does anything anyway. Yeah, exactly. So. It feels like there's one. Yeah, so. I don't know. But uh, either way, the ex-WWE crew is all together now. Aw. The women's. The three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, next up on the night, Texas Deathmatch, John Moxley. This is a John Moxley favorite match, uh, taking on Hangman Adam Page. Uh, two men who we know what to call them. <laughs> yeah, we know their names, but uh, Hangman coming out to a different theme song. Well, yeah, I I had noticed that I had to I kind of went back later on to to listen again. Like, well, am I sure that this was new? Yeah, Ghost Riders in the Sky by the Outlaws. Well, now was there any particular reason? Cash. Did you hear anything or something? Uh, I think it just suits him. It's like a cowboy kind of song, and it's licensed. And I yeah, don't know. oh, there you go. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it suits him. So, anyways, Texas Deathmatch. So, anything goes. You can only win by submission or knockout. No pinfalls. So, uh, they start the fight in the crowd. They brawl to the ring. We get piece of barbed wire brought in, which Hangman rubs on Moxie's forehead. So, he's cut open right away. And uh, then Mox grabs the barbed wire, puts it around his hand, starts punching Hangman with it. And then he pulls a fork out of his boot. And just starts stabbing away. Where did this thing come from? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think he just grabbed it from catering for the show. <laughs> catering. <laughs> Stuck it in his boot. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, he's stabbing away at Hangman's forehead. That cuts him open. And uh, then he pulls out a chair wrapped in barbed wire. Sets it up in the corner. Slams Paige headfirst into it. And then grabs the barbed wire chair chair and starts smacking him in the back and we can see the back just cut up right away and uh then moxley sets up two chairs back to back wraps some barbed wire around them but hangman's able to counter and power bomb him onto the chair kind of got the side of it crushing uh, one of the chairs yeah the, the side good call yeah uh and then hangman grabs the strip of barbed wire just wraps it around his torso hits the big moonsault to the floor onto moxley uh, and some more weapons when Moxley pulls out a pair of bricks 
and he puts Paige's hand in between and just stomps him down. Now, I've never <laughs> seen this one before. This one was new to me, Mike. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice to watch, not to feel, but... Oh, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure. But yeah, the devastating between the bricks. And then Moxley grabs a giant chain and just pulls it in, piles it up in the ring, and hits Paige with a big spike pile driver onto the chain. Uh, then later, Hangman slams Moxley onto the barbed wire chair. Then he picks up Moxley, hits the fucking dead eye onto the barbed wire chair. That was a crazy spot right there. Yeah, damn. I love, I love the barbed wire. Anything is a fun, <laughs> is a fun, th to, is fun to be using. And same with the dead eye. Anything you know, off a ladder <laughs> onto a chair. I love it. Crab is chanting, "Holy shit!" Uh, and then on the floor, we had these wooden boards with barbed wire on them, just set up against the chair so uh yeah hangman does a crossbody knocks moxley into one of the boards which cuts open the back of his head and then there was another one set up so they fight to the top rope uh moxley tosses hangman off the top rope to the floor through the barbed wire table uh, and then a bit later hangman goes for buckshot lariat moxley ducks hits the death rider and then he sets up those bricks from earlier and curb stomps Hangman's head into the bricks. And I don't know if you heard, but this made the crowd briefly sing Seth Rollins' theme song. Oh, really? No, I didn't I didn't hear that. I didn't catch that. It was, yeah, it wasn't like the whole crowd, but I heard a little, whoa. Oh, yeah, a little, a little pocket thing, yeah. of people or something? Yeah, a little tribute to Moxley's former partner there. And uh, anyways, Hangman is able to get up before the 10 count. Gets Moxley in a sleeper hold, but Moxley hits a low blow to escape, which the crowd boos. And you know Moxley, he's been fighting dirty all match. He's biting, he's scratching. Uh, well, biting is normal Hangman for fights Moxley. Back. <laughs> it's still, still dirty pool. Uh, but I don't know. Anyways, Hangman fights back, hits the buckshot lariat, and uh, that chain from earlier is now wrapped around Moxley's neck. He tosses him over the ropes, and he's got him hung by the throat with the chain noose, just choking the life out of Moxley. And Moxley doesn't want to die, so he taps out. Which is not only his first submission loss ever in AEW, but uh, this is the first time Moxley has tapped out in almost 10 years, going back to 2013. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt super rare, at least in AEW, but I didn't know it was so... ever. I mean, he's a brawler. Brawlers yeah, don't tap. Exactly. So, you know, going back 10 years ago against Daniel Bryan, that was the last time. But, yeah, awesome match. Big win for Hangman. You got everything you wanted, all the craziness. So, it was fun. And, uh, yeah, the crowd got it. These bo these men both got it. Um, now I guess the question needs to be asked: Does Moxley take the vacation? <laughs> I mean, uh, you would hope or think, but we might see him on Dynamite, so we'll see. I God, I sure as hell hope so that he ends up taking that vacation. But let's keep rolling on through here. We have the TNT Championship being defended. Samoa Joe defending against Wardlow. 
with the fresh haircut, no more weird ass ponytail thing. <laughs> yeah, no more samurai man bun, whatever it was. Samurai but, man uh, bun. Uh, yeah. I like that. Too big. <laughs> Two big men just going at it, hard hitting back and forth. Uh, Wardlow hits a swanton bomb. Joe kicks out. Joe gets Wardlow in the coquina clutch, but Wardlow escapes. And then Joe starts mocking Wardlow. He's doing the powerbomb symphony. Or he's, you know, moving his hands around, conducting. Uh, but Wardlow counters, gets Joe in a sleeper hold, and Samoa Joe passes out. Uh, but they don't ring the bell right away. They do the old school. Ref raises the hand and drops it three times in a row. So Wardlow wins the match in the TNT title. Two straight submissions. Isn't that bizarre? Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Um, and also, I mean, I mean, you know, this, this TNT title, it's, it's been hopping around too much again, you know, from Wardlow to Joe to Darby to Joe back to Wardlow all in a matter of three months. It's just too much for me. Yeah, I wonder how many times this thing has changed hands. Uh, but it, it certainly feels, yeah, 20 times now, maybe it feels like it. Yeah, I was looking at it earlier. 17 reigns. No one has ever hit the 200-day mark. The average reign is 64 days. I'm sure Dar I'm sure Darby would have been not the very closest. prestigious. Yeah, I think he was like 170 or something up yeah. there. He had the longest reign, but you know, what was once kind of the second biggest title in the company doesn't feel very prestigious anymore. It's too bad. Yeah, but anyways, that'll Between, continue. Yeah, that'll continue on. Um, so let's keep on moving through. Then let's get to another odd championship right now, the tag team championships here. In def uh, a fatal four-way, um, the, honestly, the weirdest eight people that could possibly be in the ring, I think. But just like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so the guns are defending against the acclaimed. They're defending against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And then also Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. So not the best friends. Like, they totally could have. But I, got, I guess we got to get OC on the card. That's a good point. Um, um, but yeah, weird, yeah. eh? What a weird where we are here with this tag team championship. Yeah, no, I know we've, we, uh, yeah, we haven't been happy ever since the guns won it and this whole thing, but, and I mean, the match itself, really, nothing too crazy. Crowd was still hot for the acclaimed and Orangehausen, but, uh, yeah, the two heel teams are working together until the guns turn on them, which, uh, pisses off the giant Satnam Singh, so he gets in there, uh, but then, yeah, they all team up against him. Cassidy hits him with an orange punch. Dan Hudson hits him with a low punch. And then Billy Gunn jumps in there, hits a Famouser. So uh, Singh is no longer a factor in the match. Jarrett pulls out the guitar. Max Caster takes it away from him. He's ready to smash him with it. But Aubrey Edwards just takes it right out of his hands. Which, I mean, this match, there's no DQ. It's a fatal four-way. So Good point. she's Good overstepping point. her bounds a little. But uh, this whole distraction allows Jay Lethal to nail Caster in the head with the Golden Globe. Jarrett hits the stroke, but Caster kicks out. So Jarrett's pissed and starts 
shoving Aubrey Edwards multiple times, which crowd doesn't like that at all, but she stands her ground, shoves him right back. So good for As you, the ref should be able to. Exactly. Uh, Danhausen gets in there. He goes on a roll, but uh, then just like the ga- that, the guns hit him with the 310 to Yuma. Terrible finisher name. Three times to Yuma! Yeah, but uh, you know what? That gives the ass boys the win, and they retain, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, really not to it. I guess there was a little... uh, But after the match, though, guns up there on the microphones uh, being confronted by a returning FTR, which got a bigger pop than the guns ever could have wanted for themselves. (laughs) Yeah, big triumphant return. uh, Beat up the guns. They hit the big double team pile driver and somehow in all this Dax got busted open yeah I honestly <laughs> I literally rewound it so I could see like where where I can't fi- I couldn't find it I couldn't find where it happened it's just a straight straight punch from one of the guns but uh yeah at least they're back they pick up the titles throw them down at the guns so hopefully FTR can just win these belts in short order and uh, I would assume this means they're probably re-signed or, I mean, if they return here in this spot, but who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a contractual thing. Um, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. I just assumed like, oh, they're back to save us from tag team hell. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, yeah. The guns. Yeah, the reign's gone on a little uh, too long. I mean, hey, honestly, we thought the acclaimed was going to be like three weeks and out, and then over to FDR. You know, I think we, th- I think we- on the show we had said we-, we thought the acclaimed would be like, hurrah, we're having so much fun, this is awesome, and then they're going to lose because you know they're not going to hold it, and then they ended up holding it for a long time. And I think just the fact losing it to the guns—that's the shitty part. Yeah, and it was just on a random episode of Dynamite. Exactly. Too, so. Yeah. Hopefully, we could right the ship with FTR and just uh, forget the last couple months happened. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But let's get to our main event here. This Iron Man match for our world title. MJF taking on Brian Danielson. 60 minutes. Whoever has the most falls at the end of the 60 minutes is the victor. And a fall, and now listen to this, folks. A fall can happen immediately after a next fall. Yep. Okay, just, Which, just letting people know. I mean, I know they said, uh, but I feel like that's always the way it works. But like but WWE. but but they but I think making a point of saying it makes yeah. it makes playing into effect a little bit more, which we will see uh, early on. Um, the crowd, you know, a little extra production and orchestra coming out to uh, MJF's theme, or you know, they sort of come on, they start playing yeah. this theme. Which did I liked. It didn't play, I think, as well for the TV audience. I'm sure it was fine when you were there. That's what I was going to say. I feel like the instruments, they didn't have any sort of like microphones or pickups attached to them. So they just, you only really had the camera to pick up the sound and you couldn't really hear it very well. So didn't quite execute with the way they were hoping for. But, uh, but yeah, and he came out in his devil, uh, um, mask. I think it would have played better if they played that uh, Stone song, Simply for the Devil. I think that would have gone over a little bit better. Yeah, maybe that was just a one-time license for Tony. Uh, it, it was a one. Grand. It was a one-timer. 
<laughs> but yeah, during the ring introductions, when they announced both their names, I was a bit surprised. Uh, Brian actually getting quite a few boos. I mean, of course, so did MJF, but the, they were pretty split. Yeah, this beginning. was a very split crowd. But uh, as the match went on, they certainly turned in Brian's favor. Uh, but let's get right into it. Start the match. 60 minutes on the clock. Uh, but they actually hide the timer for most of the match, which, yeah, you know, it's an interesting decision. But, you know, I would have liked to have it in the corner the whole time just to kind of keep track. Oh, for the but. TV audience? Yeah, good point. Yeah, but they did have the scoreboard up the whole time on the f- top of the stage there. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they were worried about people counting down like that one That time. Seth Rollins match. <laughs> yeah, which I don't think would have happened. But whatever. Didn't affect the actual match. <clears throat> we get going right off the bat. Just a bunch of nice submissions from both guys. MJF targeting Brian's shoulder. Brian's targeting MJF's leg. And just some fast pace, just chain wrestling. The fans are on their feet. Uh, MJF gets flustered, rolls to the floor, hops over the barricade. And then he goes up to a woman, grabs her drink, and splashes it in her little kid's face. Which was a very controversial moment because, I mean, watching it live, I thought for sure, this is a plant. This is a work. And And then hearing it wasn't a plant is insane. (laughs) Yeah, because, uh, yeah, apparently, I mean, Tony Khan, other people have said that they were very upset about that. It was a real fan. And that was tequila in the glass being splashed in the kid's face, which, I mean, technically, I think that's assault against a minor. If you throw booze into a kid's (laughs) face. I think even just anything, even if it was just water, it's still. But I mean, sources say that, you know, they took good care. They let the kid come backstage, gave him a bunch of merch, free tickets (sighs) to Dynamite. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But MJF, reel it in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, there's heat and then there's just, you know. Like there's one thing to like flip off somebody in the crowd because you're not anywhere close to them physically. Yeah. He could have just said, yeah, gave her a finger, but like, hey, no surprise, your dad's not here or something, or I don't know, anything. But uh, yeah, kind of a bad, bad move for him. I'm sure he got a talking to, but nothing will happen. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyways, uh, yeah, and then right after, MJF looks at the camera and he's like, is that going to cost me a star, Dave? (laughs) Maybe I won't get the Brian Danielson award. Uh, But anyways, we continue. Brian... Showing no signs of fatigue, just doing jumping jacks in the ring, not worried at all. Well, meanwhile, MJF has to take multiple breaks to <laughs> go under the ring and grab water bottles and just take a couple swigs. Yeah, he he was doing this an awful lot. Yeah. And Taz was like, oh, I don't like that. Your stomach's going to swell up. You're going to be all fucked up. <laughs> all well, right. yeah. I mean, the question was, you know, can uh, MJF do 60 minutes? And I guess part of that is, can he do 60 minutes without water? Apparently not. Apparently not. Took about three or four of these water breaks. But uh, back in the ring, Brian hits a big sunset bomb, goes for Hurricane Rana. But MJF catches him with a big power bomb onto his knee. Big backbreaker there. And uh, MJF super kicks Brian to the floor and then does the Shawn Michael pose. The original Iron Man, HBK. Uh, and then, yeah, there's this one crazy move MJF did, like a a pump handle driver 
where Brian just lands almost right on top of his so head. So fucking close. <laughs> oh, my God. I also didn't know really what to call that. And uh, I, think, yeah. I, think, no, I think you nailed it on the head, though. Yeah, just a crazy move. They showed the replay like three times. And Taz jumped out of his chair wincing just watching that. He's like, oh, you know, I've landed on the back of my head before. That's scary. But, uh, and then an awesome sequence where they're going for pinfalls and just reversing into another pin, one after the other. And then they're just rolling around the ring. The ref just has to keep... The ref has to put up a good performance, too. 60 minutes of following these guys. I was thinking about that, too. I was thinking about that. Yeah, so Bryce Remsburg, you get some credit here. And, yeah, just all these pin attempts. The crowd's loving it. Just outstanding action so far. And uh, soon after, Brian hits the boost psycho knee, gets a three count. So we've got our first fall of the match over 25 minutes in. So Brian's up one to nothing. Uh, then he goes to follow up, but MJF hits him with a blatant low blow right in front of the referee and then rolls up Brian, gets a three count. And then, like you said earlier, no rest period. So he just covers him again right away. Gets another three count. So uh, the score is 2-2. Two, two because that low blow counted as a disqualification, but I feel like maybe they could have communicated this to the live audience a bit, because I feel like there was a little, little confusion with everything happening so fast. Yeah, in commentary it made sense because it was told to us, but I do wonder what it was like. Uh... Yeah, I almost feel like they could have had Justin Roberts after each fall be like, one point for Brian, or one for the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there but, was nobody eh. in a uh, on, on, the, on the PA, on the speaker. Because I feel like we've done that before in Iron Man matches. Yeah, like one fall. Like Ryan has four. scored the first fall. Anyways, yeah. doesn't matter. They put the score on the screen, 2-2, two, two, so everyone knows. Uh, so you know the DQ paid off. MJF sacrificed one point, but he got two, so it was a good investment. We're tied at twos. <laughs> yeah, two for one. Uh, now we're over halfway through the match. Brian still working over Maxwell's leg with the submissions. Uh, they fight to the floor. MJF sets Brian up on the timekeeper's table and once again channels his inner Shawn Michaels with a beautiful top rope elbow drop onto Brian, breaking through the table. Big bump there. So MJF rolls back in the ring. The ref starts counting to 10, but Brian's able to beat the count. So MJF just takes him back out, picks up Brian and hits a leaping tombstone on the corner of the already broken table. Just breaking it in another spot. Yeah. Another crazy bump there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but MJF, you know, he hurt his knee in the process. And then Brian comes up bleeding from the head. And uh, MJF, they get back in the ring. MJF hits the heat seeker, scores a pinfall. So now MJF's up three to two with 19 minutes left. And. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah, really, really coming down to it here. Both boys are bloody as hell, and then from this point on, also MJF's knee really comes into effect. Yeah, and it's selling a, it big. every single hold is just wrenching away on his knee. Um, yeah, yeah, and we we were do, doing this spot where he's uh, on on one particular maneuver, grabs the rope, and then starts tapping. Uh, it was <laughs> yeah, so we close. Get that. 
and then yeah, Brian hits a big top rope headbutt, nailing MJF in the head, and that's when MJF pulls off the blade job and a real gusher. Uh, he outdid Moxley even on this paper. Yeah, this was a big one. This was a, a real gusher. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so Max just covered in blood. Brian hits another boost psycho knee and then applies the regal stretch. Max taps out, so we're tied 3-3 with 10 minutes left on the clock. And we just continue more submissions. Brian gets the label lock. Max gets the salt of the earth, but neither are tapping out. So we're down to the final five minutes now. And at this point, they keep the keep the clock up on the screen for the last five minutes. MJF hits another heat seeker, but Brian kicks out. They fight to the top rope. MJF picks up Brian, hits an avalanche tombstone pile driver. Just another crazy move, but uh, yeah, like you said, that knee, the landing hurt his knee so much he can't even make the cover. So mm-hmm. uh, this delay allows Brian to kick out and. He, transitions right into a half Boston Crab on MJF's injured leg and he's got it locked in deep but we are under a minute now and MJF is in agony but he he hangs on right until the clock runs out as soon as the bell rings he starts tapping out but it doesn't count the 60 minutes are up uh, we're tied 3-3 so Justin Roberts announces that this match is a draw MJF is still champion the crowd is not happy. They're oh, oh we get a lot. We get some bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, medical staff come out, tend to the wrestlers. Uh, MJF just got a huge knot on his head from Yeah, he, from he, he got that <laughs> earlier on in the, in the match. Yeah, just a big goose egg there, and they're all bloody, and they give MJF an oxygen mask. Uh, but during all this, Tony Schiavone's getting word on his earpiece that uh, Tony Khan's speaking him, speaking to him. He's got an announcement, so he goes down to the ring, informs the crew that this match will continue under sudden death overtime rules, as everybody wants. So, yeah, the crowd's on their feet. They're doing yes chants. MJF is pissed off, shoves the ref. The ref shoves him right back into Brian, rolls him up for a big two count. Then MJF grabs the ref to hide uh, the kick to Brian's balls, rolls him up, grabs the tights, but Brian kicks out again. MJF can't believe it, so he grabs his title belt, but Bryce Rumsberg warns him, you use that belt, you lose it. He's not afraid to DQ him. <laughs> and I've never and heard a ref so vocal about like an actual <laughs> stipulation. Yeah, and he didn't even try to stop him. He's like, be my guest. You want to yeah, lose the like, belt? Do Go it. right ahead. Do it. Yeah, uh, but he knows he can't, so he hands the belt back to Bryce. And while he's busy taking it away, MJF pulls out the diamond ring, slips it on, takes a swing, but Brian ducks, hits a reverse Rana. Uh, and then Brian starts leading the crowd in the yes chant, which this is actually the first time Brian himself has ever done the yes taunt. Yeah, and he was doing it with one hand. <laughs> I don't know if you also <laughs> knows that. He did it with one arm. Yeah, maybe for intellectual property reasons. I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, and also to sell the shoulder, but he's doing the yes chant. He hypes up the crowd. He hits the boo psycho knee. MJF kicks out, though. So close to winning the title. So Brian once again puts MJF in the half Boston Crab. The ref sees the diamond ring on MJF, so just walks up, takes it right off his finger. 
And yeah, this was when Max makes it to the ropes. So he grabs the rope, but then he taps out. So Brian thinks he's won, but he hasn't. Well, the ref's busy explaining this. MJF rolls out to the floor. Uh, he grabs one of those oxygen tanks from earlier, uh, stashed under the ring, and he's just kind of sitting below the apron. So Brian crawls over, peeks his head over top. MJF smacks him in the head with the oxygen tank just out of the referee's view. And then back in the ring, he puts Brian in his own submission, the LaBelle lock. Brian is fading, passing out. The ref lifts his arm and drops it, but Brian still has life in him. One last attempt to escape, but he cannot get away. Brian Danielson taps out to his own move. MJF wins the match. Wow. Wow, indeed. Holy moly, what a match. Yeah. Both men are just laying on the mat in exhaustion, but, uh, I mean, this is absolutely five stars. Match of the year. One of the best matches in AEW history. In the history of it all. Of it all, I mean. Wow. So, Mike, this is, is, it, is this an official five stars for you? Absolutely. Well, I, it's, it's got to be for the record books. <laughs> I mean, we haven't always kept records, but if you want to write it down. This well, we've said we've been, we've been keeping them since, uh, since 2023. We brought this up during the shooties, actually. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. That they have definitely. not been uh, kept up with. This is 100% five stars. Uh, you agree with that? I, I agree. I agree. This had me on the edge of my seat every, the entire step of the way. And yeah. the crowd did not get bored. They were still in it. Yeah, over 65 minutes and not a single moment where... You know, like even the moments where they were down, like MJF drinking water, that's still like a heel thing to do and still part of the match. Drinking so, so much yeah. fucking water. And I feel like Meltzer is going to give this over five stars probably. You think so? He's going to give it, what, five, five and a quarter? I don't know. He already said, he said it was the best Iron Man match he's ever seen, so that gives it good hope. For at least, It's going to be at least a five. I would say. Yeah. He's not insane. But, yeah. What a match. Overall, awesome pay-per-view as well. I'd say pretty much every match delivered, except maybe that tag match. Uh, yeah. Even then, it was still And it was really just because we don't really care about so much what's going for it. But you are right. Yeah, this was a great card. One of AEW's most, you know, best, most consistent pay-per-views probably. Yeah, I'd say this... Uh, you know, you could call this their best pay-per-view. Certainly top three, I'd say best pay-per-views ever for AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'd have to agree. Full Gear as well, which I thought was, this, you know, between this and Full Gear, that's two, two, two fantastic. Two straight great shows. Yeah. So, awesome night, awesome wrestling, just, yeah, amazing all around. Yeah. That no, main really event is one. It's one for the ages, that main event. Yeah, it really was. What an incredible show. What an incredible match. And uh, that was such a great pay-per-view uh, in the in the books, Mike. Let's take a break. Let's do that. Let's take a break and then fucking steamroll our way through the second half of the week, all the actual weekly professional wrestling action. Uh, we'll be back from the world of SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and Dynamite. All right. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, brother, 
here with the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break. A pumped-up first half uh, covering the entirety of that Revolution card, and uh, it was well worth it. What a banger it was, but AEW is now in the rear view with the path clear to WrestleMania. This is WWE season, um, and uh, this next month is going to be exactly that. So let's cruise ourselves on over to SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait, they used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Oh, uh, you know, and, and an abridged type of thing. I think uh, one of the big takeaways for me here on the show, Mike, uh, was the, 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 the uh, we've been waiting for it, the face-to-face, the Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns face-off. Now that it feels clear that Sami Zayn is away from this exact main event, we uh, these two boys finally go face-to-face. Yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah, just one-on-one, Roman tells the bloodline to stay in the back, and uh, yeah, they exchange words, Reigns is like, you you ain't done what I done, you never main evented mania, you never held these belts, I'm the most experienced, I was groomed for this since I was a boy, not just by my own father, by your father too, Cody, so uh, yeah, just more dusty references, and uh yeah. Anyways, the uh, Roman misses Dusty. He knows Cody does as well. But uh, yeah, Cody says, you know, it's true. You were the son Dusty always wanted. And uh, that changes everything. But winning for me is now a necessity. The only way I can exist is to beat you at WrestleMania. So may the better man win. And then they shake hands. Yeah, this felt very main event. This felt this felt like it. I think, you know, almost maybe we needed to get over this little Sammy bump before we could really push uh, really push this. I think the crowd's got into it. You know, don't be surprised. We're going to slow play this. Don't be surprised if Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes don't even touch until the, uh, the moment of their first grapple. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, we may only see them go face-to-face one more time before WrestleMania. I mean, hopefully not. The way things have been going. Shouldn't they get build more attention? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. or at least if, if Roman Reigns like is if Roman Reigns is losing, <laughs> hypothetically, if he if he's losing, it had there has to be a little more to it than just like a guy, right? It feels main event, but he is just a guy. Yeah, I mean, he's still kind of juggling these two stories. He's still. Doing stuff with the Usos and Sammy. While the bloodline while the bloodline crumbles. Yeah, so I don't know. Like we said, we got three weeks, six shows. So they'll yeah, yeah, they'll meet each other, but they may not touch. This episode of SmackDown had a lot of calling out, as it were, a lot of face to face. Lashley calling out Bray Wyatt. Um, in 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 what in what will be a surprising move a surprising match. Yeah, a bit of a weird one because I'm not sure you really they really want either guy to to lose. And I mean, it's only Wyatt's second match in like six months since coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, on but, TV he he he, anyways, he, res- he wrestles uh, live on live shows. 
if you check out his uh you know yeah. his, his his record but yeah nothing that really counts yeah uh and then there's just more bloodline stuff in the locker room roman telling jimmy you know you better if jay's not here next week he's in trouble or something yeah, like a final yeah, kind of ultimatum you know, Jay's there. Back my next week. Yeah, so just more tension. Uh, then the main event, you had Solo Sokoa take on Sami Zayn. Nice little match. Uh, Sami's in control, goes for a haluva kick, but Jimmy pulls Solo out of the way, which allows Solo to hit the Samoan spike and get the cheap win over Sami. But I mean. Solo still undefeated in singles action, so I guess they want to keep that going. That was my takeaway too. Yeah, seemingly still, I don't think he's ever been pinned, even in these even these tag matches he's a part of. Yeah, so they're definitely protecting the younger USO here. Nice to see. Uh, yeah, that was the main event. Everything else was just kind of in between. Yeah, kind of standard boilerplate here for yeah. SmackDown. So let's uh, kick on over to Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. John Cena will be here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Kevin Owens solo Sokoa will. to kick off the show. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like we just said, he's never been pinned, but uh, I guess he can still lose because in the middle of the match, uh, Owens hits a swanton bomb, makes the cover, but Jimmy Uso jumps in, breaks up the pin, causing the DQ. So Owens wins, but, I mean, why couldn't they have done that for Sammy? The more over guy. Yeah, like, I guess it's in the, I guess we have to get, are we thinking we have to get Kevin Owens over? If we're doing this tag uh, I, thing? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess so, because, uh, yeah, they, they go to beat up Owens after, but Sammy runs out, makes the save. Everyone's cheering for Sammy, but Owens, yeah, Sammy offers Owens a hand, but he refuses, walks away, which, I mean, and, you know, Owens was way more of a dick to Sammy than... Sammy did, like, one thing to Owens. Owens Yeah, o- like, like times, famously... So. Oh, like if their friendship was a scale, yeah, uh, Kevin Owens is the way worse dude. Yeah, but he's the one being a bitch here, and backstage after Sammy's like, come on, man, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to patch things up, or this isn't a ploy, we just both have the same goal, we want to take down the bloodline, let's do it together. But Owens is just like, no, nah, I don't need you, go apologize to Roman and leave me out of it. <laughs> so that was that. Um... Uh, we announced the uh, King and Queen of the Ring are coming back. Mm-hmm. This time, getting its own pay-per-view event. Okay. For the first time since 2002. Not bad. Not bad that it's actually, yeah. you know, not going to be a part of the weekly show. I guess they feel that their week-to-week is strong enough that we don't need a, a gimmick thing to keep us. Yeah, and this one will be in Saudi Arabia, May 27th. And that was music to my ears, Mikey. <laughs> Going to Saudi. We got to go every six months. Yeehaw! So. Uh, but the big segment, the one they've been hyping for weeks now, John Cena out next. Huge reaction. Big match, John. 
here in his home state of Massachusetts. And uh, before he can even say anything, though, Austin Theory interrupts. And, you know, tells Cena respects him. You're the reason I became a wrestler. And I saw some pictures online of Theory dressed up as John Cena as a kid, so he's not lying. No. <laughs> Uh, I mean, who? Any boy in jean shorts is probably trying to do a uh, <laughs> a John Cena impression. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Theory says, "I got a gift for you: a U.S. title shot against me at WrestleMania." Crowd chants, "Yes!" But Cena says, "No, you haven't earned the right to face me." And calls Theory a wannabe. The crowd doesn't believe in you. And uh, yeah. Theory says, I'm not going anywhere, just like your bald spot. Cena takes off his hat, gives us a little glimpse. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He he had a good comeback, though. It was like, I'd rather be bald than something, something. He he, he came back. Yeah, I think, rather be bald than have fake crowd noise piped in for my matches. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it was. Which, that seems more like a shot at WWE than Austin Theory. Yeah, take that, Vince. Call out fake crowd noise. But Anyways, Cena's like, you're a dumb son of a bitch. I said no to save your ass. You're not ready for this. But uh, then he asks Boston if they want to see the match. They all chant yes. So Cena says, well, I don't care about you, Theory, but I care about the crowd. So I'll give them what they want. He accepts the match. Uh, biggest match of Theory's life at WrestleMania. Cena walks up the ramp, but then he stops to introduce Cody Rhodes. And then they have a nice little hug. And you can see Cena whispering something to Cody's ears. Passing of the torch, maybe. Cena doing the classic passing of the torch. Uh, Stone Cold did it to The Rock. The Rock did it to Cena. Cena's doing it to Cody Rhodes. (laughs) Uh, But isn't Cody Rhodes like almost 40? Like, isn't he way too old to have the torch, like, in theory, kind of like the torch passed to him? I mean, and also, nowadays, is the, not is the, is is like also, is the torch just, like, whoever the, the baby face is? Because I feel like Roman Reigns should, should be in possession of the torch, correct? No, I think that's what the top baby face torch. Oh, okay. So it is. It is a, the these heels need to come together and establish a little more of a hierarchy because baby faces, they have the shit down. There's a torch. There is a torch that gets passed between them. <laughs> like it's like it's a fraternity and they're all in on it. The heels don't want to give up the torch. That's why. Apparently that's it. They want to burn it till it's burnt out. <laughs> But the main event of the show, uh, Sami Zayn in another match here, taking on Jimmy Uso. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they go back and forth. Sammy hits a blue thunder bomb. Jay kicks out, hits a super kick. Sorry, Jimmy kicks out, hits a super kick. And then Jay, Jay Uso appears in the crowd, starts walking down the stairs. He hops the barricade, stands on the announce table. Uh, back in the ring, Jimmy goes for a Samoan drop, but Sammy counters into a pin, gets the one, two, three. So a nice win for Sammy. And yeah, Sammy leaves the ring. Jimmy's pissed. Jay gets in the ring with his brother, starts talking to him, puts his hands on his shoulders, grabs his shirt like he's going to rip it off of him. But then Jay just leaves, goes to the floor, gives Sammy a hug. Big pop for that. 
him and Sammy just point to the sky, the ones, and uh, looks like Sammy may have found his ally to take down the bloodline. But no, Jay super kicks Sammy, ruining the moment, ruining months of character build. And yeah, just yells at Sammy, you know, you thought I was going to choose you? This is family oh, shit. Just like that. Oh my God, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, after all that goodwill he built up, it's too bad. But I guess it's his family, so he throws Sammy into the ring. Him and Jimmy double team him. Solo jumps in three on one until Cody Rhodes runs out to make the save, not Kevin Owens. So they're really uh, cutting the uh, down to the wire of booking this tag title match. Yeah, they they are really they are really sneaking in in here. We still have like what three four more weeks, but I don't know. It seems yeah. like it's most logical, but would it be for one? Would it be for both? Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably both, and then split them up right after. But I don't know. Is are is is the entire bloodline gonna lose the gold? Because that's huge. Uh, that's huge. Yeah, I would think so. We think so? This is the yeah. end of the bloodline. Uh, Yeah, maybe not the absolute end. But no, if they if they lose the all the championships in one fucking day, yeah, they're done. <laughs> I mean, I could never, I could I could never, respect, the, I could never respect them the same. <laughs> no, we don't have to respect them. Okay. We don't have to acknowledge them, but... Yeah, how am I supposed to acknowledge them? <laughs> Mike, I have to say, I was at the um, the road, to, the live Road to WrestleMania event here on Saturday, and this this past Saturday here at the Coca Cola Coliseum. Oh, you went to it. I was there. I was there with yeah. It was four of us uh, group. Mike, I have to say, full house. Um, the main event was Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Championship. They brought yeah. the fucking house down, my man. There was, uh, the crowd super split. Super, super split. There was a kid behind me who was hardcore Roman Reigns fan. Uh, like, what an idiot. <laughs> like a kid, I mean a kid, like seven. <laughs> like, and he, he could, and you know, I'm seven. No. So, uh, you know, it, we, the, the crowd was super 50, 50 and there was a double ref getting hit. So, so like, you know, or like, you know, so like they're going at it one ref, um, you know, in the corner, uh, s um, Roman throws Sammy into the corner, hits the ref refs knocked out. Okay. And yeah. everyone's, you know, you know, and then the whole thing happens. And of course, Sammy pins Roman for the past, you know, it's to the six, seven, eight. And then he realizes no refs there. We're playing the game. Second ref comes all the way out. Um, uh, Roman sets Sami Zayn up for a spear. Sami ducks out of the way, hits the ref with the spear. So now there's two refs down. <laughs> it the crowd <laughs> was going nuts when that second ref got <laughs> when that second ref got hit. I have to say, <laughs> um, yeah, Roman of course ends up getting the win. Sammy on the mic afterwards, thanking thanking the Canadian faithful. Uh, but yeah, the, towards the end of this match, the crowd was in it. 
I mean, the crowd was in it the whole time, but you know, there was a lot of ups and downs. You're 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 sitting, you're standing, a lot of pops, um, a lot of people acknowledging their tribal chief. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Coca Cola's Coca Cola Coliseum's a, <laughs> a fun venue. Coca Cola so, Coliseum yeah, sounds like a good night. <laughs> it's a weird word to say, though. That's for sure. Uh, but let, let, let's, yeah. let's roll on through. We have a souped up show here over on NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. Roadblock, baby. We start off with uh, Tony D'Angelo and Dijak in a jailhouse street fight. Which I knew we were curious what that meant uh it's a pretty much a regular street fight no dq no count out but in order to win you must incapacitate your opponent and throw them inside a jail cell close the door so yeah so it's so. a street fight but with a jail element they really should have gone the other way what a jail with the street fight element yeah you because it's a street fight but they have to throw <laughs> them in jail yeah so it should have been a street fight to jail <laughs> oh no, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, it was what you'd expect. A bunch of weapons, chairs, tables. Uh yeah, eventually uh Stax jumps in there to save Tony, sacrifices himself. So uh Tony grabs a crowbar, hits Dijack, throws him in the cell, locks it up, so Tony D gets the win. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, the uh, professional wrestler, not the Philadelphia Flyers defender, defenseman. I don't know if you. I don't know if you. You're aware there's an actual man named Tony D'Angelo, like living. Well, I'm aware. He just got suspended a couple games. Okay, yeah. So I, I, I had no idea this person existed until I see this clip of him just, just poking Corey Perry right in the dingus. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't like Corey Perry either, so I didn't feel bad for him. <laughs> of but. course not. Of course not. But I was like, huh. You know, I wonder, uh, yeah, Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> I said, we, well, we're, we might have to make that distinction in the future. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, either way, he got the win here. Uh, we continue the Kiana James, uh, the whole thing. Briggs goes into her office, sees some flowers on her desk. But apparently they're not from Jensen, so we don't know what's going on there. Could be another miscommunication, or I don't know. Or I don't know. Could be a miscommunication. That could might but, might all uh, could be. Uh, I'm real excited for this episode, though. Um, what what about the Grayson Waller experience? Yeah, that was the uh, this of course a special guest, the legend, the icon, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels live making a rare live appearance in front of this crowd and mm -hmm. yeah huge ovation they're singing his song even after the music stops which is that's a lot of fun yeah yeah Great and the crowd has to be committed to want to do something like that yeah so anyways waller's like yeah you know when i was a kid i would have been freaking out but now i'm just disappointed in you and i'm a brett guy and uh hbk is like you know you used to come talk to me for advice what happened and uh, you know, I let you loose. You took your shot and you missed. The only one to blame is yourself. So Waller's like, you only, you're only in this position of power because Triple H had a heart attack. Uh, 
Sean's just like, yeah, I stepped up when my friend needed me, uh, you know? So, anyways, uh, yeah, they, they're running each other down. Waller's like, why don't you do something about it? Why don't you uh, fight me at Stand and Deliver? So the crowd's all chanting, yes. Sean takes off his jacket, says for over a decade, you know, the greatest in the world have tried to challenge me for one more match. And you think you're special? Uh, you aren't. Nothing would thrill me more than to whip your ass at Stand and Deliver. But the reality is there's somebody that wants to whip your ass even more. And out comes Johnny Gargano. Storms the ring, punches Waller, tosses him to the floor. Oh, the demotion. Yeah, they were really teasing for a second there. I thought, wow, are they really going to do the HBK return? But, nah. Ah, oh, Johnny, poor kid, eh? That blows. I mean, the crowd was still happy Of for course, Johnny. the crowd's going to be stoked, but, like, internally is a demotion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, why would they come so close to teasing it if they weren't going to deliver? If they weren't going to actually but. stand and deliver. <laughs> uh, what about yeah. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane? The to the ex-Toxic Attraction teammates uh, finally taking each other on one-on-one. Yeah, the big grudge match. But, uh, you know, right off the bat, I was a little disappointed because Gigi didn't even get her entrance on TV. She got the jobber treatment. She got the jobber treatment. First big singles match, and that's how you do, but I don't know. Maybe the Waller segment went over, so they had to cut time, but anyways, match was going all right. The crowd's chanting for both of them, but uh, yeah, it ended up not going quite as long as I expected. Never really got to hit that high gear. Uh, Gigi just hits this move. It was like an abdominal stretch slam into a pin, gets a three count. So... Well, yeah, some, something was cut for time because, yeah, yeah this was way too short. Um, it was unfortunate. Yeah, for, yeah, this, for this big blow-off this... match and honestly not a good finishing maneuver. Yeah, this was this was the match I was most looking forward to and, yeah, just never really, never really got going to that level that I wanted and, yeah, the finish wasn't that great, but... I mean, still a big win for Gigi. Hopefully, this is just the first act, and they can have an actual blow-off match at Stand and Deliver, because the feud's hot enough. They deserve it. They yeah, an, actu an actual good night. Yeah. But the so. uh, the main event, though, Roxanne Perez uh, taking on, what is it, Meiko Sakamura from... Meiko Sakamura. From uh, NXT, the former NXT UK champion for like 500 or some odd days, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, she had a good reign, but uh, most of those UK people did have nice long reigns, which, uh, yeah, good match though. This one they didn't cut on time, almost 20 minutes, and uh, yeah, just hard hitting, big strikes. Mako was it? There was a nasty kick right into Roxanne's throat at one point. Just right on the larynx there. Right on the it. larynx. But, uh, yeah, hard hitting, some big moves. Uh, Mako hits her finisher on the floor. Roxy is able to kick out. Uh, and then Mako goes for another big kick, but Roxanne counters it into a roll-up, gets a three, retains her title. But the veteran Mako, she's humble in defeat, shows the respect, hands Roxanne her belt, raises her hand... But then Roxanne collapses to the mat. 
she just passes out. So the medical staff, they rush in, they check on her. She's still out. So they get a stretcher, a neck brace. Uh, they wheel her off right to an ambulance and she's out of there. So, Yeah, what the hell yeah. is going on here? I don't know. Big angle. They're just selling. Obviously, this was all kayfabe, but uh, yeah, just selling the exhaustion. Maybe she pushed herself too hard training for this match. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find could be, out. Could be not kayfabe. I don't know. Uh, not the way they were selling it. I think it was... Oh yeah, I don't not think like you a... have Shawn Michaels be in charge of getting her into the ambulance. No, <laughs> it not... was a oh real... yeah, that's a good point. Well, I was gonna say not like a real reason to not be on TV and uh, you know something like that. I don't know. We'll see. We will see though. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, we'll get a medical update next week. <laughs> uh, what about on over to Dynamite? AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. Too sweet. Dynamite on the heels of uh, Revolution. We kick off um, with our with Orange Cassidy, Jay Lethal for the all time most championships defended championship. <laughs> the All Atlantic title, of course, for the last you know, time ever. You know the one. So, anyways, match was good. Everyone's always cheering for Cassidy. Uh, yeah, he, they're both selling injuries throughout the match. Lethal goes for a lethal injection, but he collapses. His shoulder gives out. So Cassidy hits him with an orange punch, gets the win, retains the title. And then afterwards, Jeff Jarrett smashes a guitar over his knee. <sighs> Devastating. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, every Orange Cassidy feud is has been boring. Uh, well, he hasn't had a feud, I guess, in a long time. Probably since Pac. Yeah, he just kind of has a challenger of the week and then moves on. No real Yeah, no lines. nothing really nothing that really sticks. Yeah. So. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> uh Renee Paquette was in the ring to interview Ruby Soho about her big heel turn and uh Ruby just says any time that she would fight the AEW original, she would get booed, and nobody here appreciated her. And same goes for Tony and Soraya. They've been outcasts in AEW, so they're here to rebuild AEW into a new, better place. And they're starting on the broken foundation with a bunch of little shits in the back, but it has to be done. And, uh, yeah, this was just a good promo. A nice, good passion from Ruby. I thought she delivered this well. Yeah, now that she, you know, she has a voice. She's a veteran. She knows what she's doing here. Maybe uh, maybe this is what we need for the women's division. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, FTR got interviewed by Tony and uh, just talking. About... Sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. FTR interview. What were you going to say? No, the FTR interview. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they come out, lots of chants, talk about the troubles they've been having, losing all their belts, losing a good friend, Jay Briscoe. Uh, and they let the guns know we're coming for those titles. For us, for the fans, for the Briscoes, for everyone. So, yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. Yeah, now that we're on a, an actual mission for it, I think maybe clear and concise, like we're coming for it. And uh, it might just be time. I think so. Yeah. Uh, 
We also had Tony Khan with an announcement. Because uh, next week, Orange Cassidy will defend the All-Atlantic title against Jeff Jarrett. But they are renaming it to the International Championship. Uh, maybe, did I hear maybe All International Championship? I think just International Championship. Okay, yeah, a quick little rebrand, I guess. Pretty much, uh, it's an International Championship, but it's pretty much just two American men defending or de- or going for it every single week. Um, <laughs> so, you know, maybe let's get somebody else over here. Well, they're going to Winnipeg Yeehaw. next week. But, uh, yeah, I guess he's facing. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> I didn't say Calgary. <laughs> Good point. It's all West. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we did also announce a big triple threat trios title match for next week. We got the House of Black defending against Winnipeg's own Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And also Winnipeg's own Chris Jericho. And uh, two other members of the society. I know. Don't you hate it that Winnipeg gets this match and we didn't? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's part of the reason why I hate Tony Khan. (laughs) Part of the reason. Uh, What about the the main event here on this card? Uh, Yeah. TNT title match. Wardlow defending his new belt against Powerhouse Hobbs, cashing in that golden ring. Uh, it's also a false count anywhere match. Anything goes, pins or submissions, anywhere you want. Uh, so the fight starts out in the parking garage. They're slamming each other into cars. Hobbs lands on the windshield, breaks it. Uh, then they fought into the back of a truck, a trailer. Which, for some reason, had like a wall just built in the middle of it. And Wardlow throws Hobbs <laughs> through the wall, which... Uh, you know, I well, no hey, I, I don't know why the AW, you know, traveling staff, you know, <laughs> they do they do their own thing. Yeah. Anyways, eventually they fight to the ring. Wardlow hits a big F5. Hobbs kicks out. Uh, yeah, we get a table on the floor. Hobbs is put on the table. Wardlow... Hits a big swanton bomb off the top rope onto Hobbs, breaking the table. Makes the cover, but Hobbs kicks out. So Wardlow picks up Hobbs, power bombs him onto the ramp. They fight their way up to the stage. Wardlow sets up for another power bomb when QT Marshall, of all people, shows up, nails Wardlow with a chair, and then a low blow, and then more chair shots right to the head. And then QT and Hobbs pick up Wardlow for a double powerbomb off the stage. But it wasn't really much because he lands on this platform that was like one foot lower than the stage. Yeah, it wasn't much. Very cushioned. But, you know, it would still maybe probably hurt, I guess. I guess it kind of breaks. So Wardlow's stuck. Can't get up. The ref counts to 10, rings the bell. Powerhouse Hobbs, your new TNT champion. Oh, God, another one. I know. I was just complaining about this earlier, and fucking there's another so three-day what, reign. Ward, Wardlow had it, yeah, two, three days maybe? Yeah, you know, like, I like Hobbs. I'm fine with him being the champion, but we could have cut out, like, those three reigns in between, just gone from Wardlow to Hobbs without 
Samoa yeah, Joe, so we were, so we were, okay, so Hobbs, Wardlow for three days, Samoa Joe for a few weeks, maybe a month, uh, then I, Darby, and then Samoa Joe again. And Joe again. And then was it yeah. Wardlow before that, I think? And then, then it was the fucking Sammy Scorpio saga. Cody, Sammy, Cody, Sammy, Scorpio, Sammy, Scorpio. <laughs> too much Miro. <laughs> Brody Lee. <laughs> I feel Miro. Yeah, I feel like Miro was the last real good title reign that they've had. Yeah, well, point. you know, well, um, uh, Darby took us through, you know, the part of the Covitude era. Definitely. And um, yeah, no, I count Darby. I think Miro was after him. Yeah. And then Miro. Yeah. Kind of taking that latter half of the action. Wow. And then that's when it all went downhill after that. Yeah, it all went. For me, at least. Yeah, it all went downhill after, year, um, uh, like, after Cody lost. After Cody lost, it's, it's all gone downhill since then. Yeah, so it's been over a year of this belt just flip-flopping way too much. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a special belt. No, it doesn't. Feels neither like the it's t- one rung above the FTW title. Yeah, neither point. the TNT nor the TBS championship actually feels worth it at all. Uh, yeah, the TBS title has the opposite problem. Where yeah, they have the op- they have the opposite problem, the but still a big problem. You know, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but that was the whole show. The abridged second half. It was such a great ep- um, such a great pay per view edition that we had to sneak all that in there. So let's close off the show with giving you a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week. Probably MJF because he fucking won because he actually won the uh, the match itself. It could have gone to either of those dudes. I I did see more Commander clips, uh, but nothing that was too pert. Nothing that could have beaten that Iron Man match. MJF, you're the rest of the <laughs> week. Yeah, unanimous MJF. We all know Brian's an Iron Man going in, but MJF proved he can go 65 minutes and put on a match of the year, five-star, uh, one of the best matches in AEW history. So, Well, yeah, if, if, if this does end up being that five-plus star, this will be MJF's first five-star match. So that, you know, that, that is a big deal. You know, it'll be Daniel Bryan, or sorry, Bryan Danielson's uh, second, I think. Uh, definitely that Kenny Omega match. And then uh, I think that, um, yeah. and then there was that, uh, um, fuck, what was it? It was that double or nothing. Hangman? No, it was that double oh. or nothing uh, stadium brawl uh, or something. Uh, stadium stampede? Sta- nah, maybe. No, it wasn't stadium stampede. I don't know. It was, uh, 
It was another dumb thing like that. But either way, either way, um, <coughs> all the best going over there for Brian Danielson. And most importantly, MJF, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Another great week. We'll be back next week as we keep on the road. We're only, what, four weeks away now. Really cannot wait. These next four three weeks, weeks. Three weeks. These next, what, six shows here over on WWE. Um, it's going to fly by. So much shit's going to happen. We have so much more to book, and I really can't wait. Yeah, nothing in between now. We're on the last stretch the of the final highway, stretch, so. baby. Well, thanks for listening, Mike. Take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs>